The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. Very excited to have back on the on the podcast my very good friend. We did a great feature of him, Ezekiel Trezevant did on Sports Illustrated. He is a great guy. He's a great friend. He is the Spanish voice of Raider football. I, I just call him my buddy, the great Harry Ruiz. Harry, how are you, friend? What's up, Hondo? I mean, I'm a little bit sick, but what a better time to get sick than the bye week, right? So I got a couple of days to get ready for next Tuesday when we're back in the studio over there in Raiders headquarters recording a podcast in Spanish and then interviewing players on Wednesday, radio show on Friday, game day on Sunday, and then two games in five days. So I got to be ready. So right now it's a perfect time. And I'll tell you what, my my whole bye week plans went up in smoke and they were good ones because my wife got sick. My Man, I'll just tell you what, you're right. Thank God it happened on the bye week. Exactly, right, brother. Harry, hey, we here. We here. I want to dig in now, and and I love your opinions. And one thing that I I say this all the time, Harry. The way I judge a good journalist is if I can be at the same game with them, and I think I pay close attention. I think I take studious notes. I think I do a good job. Wouldn't have done it this long and worked for who I work for if I didn't. But if I can learn something from them. And I sat next to him in a press box. I'm like, okay, that that that's a good journalist right there. One of the things that I admire about you, besides our friendship, is that every time I've talked Raiders with you, you've brought a perspective that maybe I didn't have. And I really admire that about you. You're detail-oriented. Uh, you're, you're, you're a scrapper. I love that. So I'm going to ask you, we are 
into the five weeks after the bye week into um, the AP regime. He had a 10-week interview, nine games, 10 weeks because of the bye. I think he has done almost everything perfectly. He's made a couple of rookie mistakes, which any rookie coach would have made. Um, for example, the first time he throws a challenge flag, he did it on his own. That's a mistake. So he puts a process in place that someone upstairs has to tell him to challenge it. During the Chiefs, he challenges a third and one because he's told they're wrong. I don't put that on him. But my point is, I think, other than a few minor rookie mistakes, I think he has done an exceptional job considering he's a rookie coach with a rookie OC and a rookie quarterback. Where am I wrong? No, you're right, man. I mean, he's doing everything that he can in his power. He's putting power on the players' hands. He's earning the trust of the players to be able to give them, give him their all on the field. And you've noticed that in very tough games against the Dolphins and the Chiefs, two teams that are contenders to make it to the Super Bowl this season, two teams that are fighting for their divisions, that are leaders in their divisions. And you've seen the level of the opposition increase for the Raiders under AP. You against the Giants team that isn't very good you just clobbered them that was good then you faced an elite defense in the Jets and you were able to get the win against them and then you faced the best offense in football and you only allowed 20 points the problem is that your offense wasn't able to keep up with them so you got that defeat and then you played against the defending Super Bowl champions you had a hot start but then you got stopped and you were defeated in this game but at the same time I think you saw fight from this team and that's what all you can ask for at the moment you you don't have the union that you could have had if Antonio Pierce was the coach since week one. You don't have everything in place. And at the same time, uh, most of the offensive concepts are the same that the team had before Antonio Pierce took over. You might not have Josh McDaniels anymore, but you still have a lot of that playbook still in play. You can't just throw everything in the dumpster and start from zero in week 10. So the Raiders, they're no, in here. A I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. They're in a difficult position, but at the same time, they're trying to make the best out of it. So Antonio Pierce, I've liked what he has done, and he still has five more weeks in this audition to potentially become the permanent head coach of the Silver and Black. I want to talk to you about that because I don't think a lot of people give him credit. No OTAs, no minicamp. He comes in after the trade deadline, so it isn't like he can go to champ and say, I need you to get me this. A lot of the playbook... Aiden didn't have a lot of practice in because he was the third string. He didn't have a lot of reps. Some of it Josh was trying to do because it was his system and they just didn't have the players to do. So you got to throw those parts of the playbook out. I love the way they've adjusted to ask Aiden to do what he want, what he can do. I think now that he's getting more confidence moving forward, we got to look for Aiden. He's got to improve his play now. He's played enough games. He's got to step up and improve his play a little bit. Not a little bit. I think I don't think it has to be leaps and bounds. I just think he has to step forward a little bit. But good teams, and I, I was told this a long time ago by Bobby Bowden, the legendary Florida State coach, good teams beat the teams they're supposed to. They win those games that are 50-50 and occasionally steal one that they shouldn't. When you look at the AP regime right now, when the season started, I predicted the Raiders to finish 9-8. and eight and be five and seven at this point. They're right where I thought they would be. I think they're playing better. 
than they were prior to the change. think they're playing harder. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. The teams that are there, it's pretty even. They've won those. The only losses under AP were games that, if you're a realist, they, they should have lost. I think there is a lot here for Raider Nation to be encouraged with. I know it's been decades of frustration. I'm not minimizing that. But I would I would really tell people, I think there's a lot here to be encouraged about. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, and you can go back to last season. And I'm always a glass-half-full kind of guy. And, yes, it hurt when the team lost all those double-digit leads and they ended up being defeated by a field goal or a touchdown. And it was frustrating. But at the same time, I felt the team was closer to winning those games than to being defeated by multiple possessions. And I think that's the same situation we find ourselves in right now, where the team, I feel, it's a step closer to getting those wins than to being defeated by multiple possessions or just being completely out of the game. And you can look at that Chiefs game and you look at the final score and say, yes, it was a 14-point difference. But if you looked at that game, you saw the Raiders in that first half or pretty much in the first 20 minutes of the game dominating the game. The problem is you can't find that consistency. You haven't been able to obtain the way to stop those three and outs. That has been the the recipe for disaster for the silver and black right now, where you look at the Miami game after that touchdown, how many possessions they went without moving the chains, six consecutive possessions in Miami without getting a first down. And you only got a field goal. Heck you got an interception and two fumbles in that game and you still weren't able to win the game. So just consistency on offense, that's what missing for the Raiders. But at the same time, I'm a little, I'm more optimist on the team being able to look better than being the glass half empty kind of guy that a lot of folks I've seen out there on social media be that they think that the Raiders are taking a step back. No, I think they're taking steps forward right now with Antonio Pierce and Jam Kelly at the helm. Agree. I want to read you a stat, and I, I think this will surprise you. Okay. It's courtesy of NFL stats. Josh Jacobs is the third ranked rusher in the NFL right now. He's only 160 yards out of first place. I mean, that is stunning to me. He's behind Christian McCaffrey and Raheem uh, Moster. Uh, to me, that's stunning. If I would have had to have guessed off the top of my head, I would have probably said he was 10, 11, 12. That really tells you how far he's come just since AP got the job. Uh, I think it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in these last five games. How about you? I'm a Josh Jacobs fan, but I'll look at this perspective as well, Hondo. He still hasn't had his bye week. He will have it this week. Other players will try to jump over him with that. And also the NFL is becoming a passing game where they're not using yeah. the running back the same way that they used to in the past. But I'll agree since Antonio Pierce took over, his mentality has been we have to run the ball. What travels? What goes over well and plays the same way if you're at home or on the road? Defense and the running game. If you're able to establish both of them, you will have opportunities to win the game. And what happened? They did so against the Giants. They did so against the Jets. They did so against the, the Dolphins. And they were in that game from beginning to end. They 
extended their advantage, their lead against the Chiefs with a big run from Josh Jacobs. Unfortunately, if you take away that 63-yarder, Josh still averaged less than three yards a carry in the rest of his carries in this game when it got out of hand. So Josh Jacobs, in my opinion, one of the best running backs in the league, but he needs support. He needs to be able to have an offense that in the second half keeps rolling and not just depends on him to be able to move the chains and stay on the field. 100% agree. I want to turn our attention to Robert Spillane who I think has been one of the best free agent signings in all the NFL this year. He's a warrior. He's always there. He's always playing. Guy breaks his hand or arm, gets surgeries, back the next week, doesn't miss a game, plays at a high level, getting interceptions with a cast on his arm. This guy's a beast. And, man, is he a typical, prototypical Raider and what you expect from a Raider defender? Absolutely. And I'm actually checking a tweet that I posted on August 11th and I put Rob Spillane is a dog. Hashtag Raider Nation is going to fall in love with him and his turnover creating mentality. That was back in August 11th. We're five months later. And I'm like, I love it that we were able to show that that was the reality because Robert Spillane, man, the Raiders hit a home run with him. And Hondo, you were there for the press conferences during OTAs and during uh, preseason and training camp and everything. Every time he hit the podium, the way that he would speak, I mean, you hear him in a confident way trying to preach and trying to be the kind of guy that the players follow. And what happens? He becomes a captain just a couple of months into his time with the Raiders. September 1st, he was announced as one of the team captains, and he's one of the leaders of this team. And then he goes on the field and he proves why the players like what he is saying. It's like him and Max Crosby, you look at him and everybody wants to follow their lead. So shout out to Rob Spillane, that guy, he's a beast on that defense. And I'm glad that he he even, we've seen, one of his liabilities was the pass defense. And he has improved in that. When, he's a great, and the run stop, he's been able to do that. So he's become a more complete player since arriving at, with the Raiders. And who's his position coach, Hondo? Antonio Pierce. I want to change gears a little bit with you because since Antonio Pierce has taken over, I have been so impressed with the Raider home crowd. Now, the Chiefs, I, I think, had more fans there than the Raiders on Sunday. But, um, and I, it's because a lot of those tickets were sold before the change. But still, Raider Nation crowd was 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 extremely loud. These people are so hungry for a winner. When I see people complaining about the crowds, I tell them, when this team starts winning or even being competitive, Raider Nation's going to show up and show out. I don't think that's a concern that the people should have. Your thoughts on the crowd and my my theory. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I've actually been out there. I go every tailgate. I go out to... I arrive at the stadium five hours before the game to set up my equipment, have everything ready, have everything set. That way, when the tailgate's open, I can go out to the tailgate and be with Raider Nation for two hours, two and a half hours before I make a lap on the field and head up to the press box for my one-hour pregame show on the radio. Raider Nation, they've been hyped since the moment that Antonio Pierce took over this team, and they felt that this leadership reflects them. They see themselves in people like Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly, and they feel the hype and they go out there to the stadium and they feel more excited. Before they would go, they would be there. They didn't like the previous leadership. 
It's up to them to decide if they liked him or not. He was always fair with me. He was always good with me. I have no criticism towards him as a person. The results weren't going his way. But Antonio Pierce, the fans are loving what he is bringing to this team. And they see competitiveness on the field. And they see a team fighting for it, for them. And I had a bunch of friends that went out to Miami for that game. And yes, the Raiders lost. But they made that flight back saying, hey, you know what? We were in it. A lot of people thought that Miami was just going to run us over. A lot of people thought Miami might have put 70 on us like they did on Denver, and they didn't. Why? Because this team fought for their leader, and they are loving what they're seeing. So Raider Nation, I tell you guys, go out to Allegiant Stadium, have fun, have a blast. We got two games in five days. It doesn't matter if it's a Sunday. It doesn't matter if it's a Thursday. It don't matter if it's cold. I need everybody out there at Allegiant Stadium and supporting this squad. I'm going to go out and tour some of the uh, tailgates. We're thinking about doing a story on the tailgates, so I may have to tag along with you. Would you care? Absolutely, man. Lot J, that's where I go because it's the closest to the media right. entrance. And at the same time, I got a lot of friends that are out there, so it serves also to just feed off on their energy and see what they are saying, see what they are feeling, and then just go into the broadcast booth and and take that energy out of my body with the broadcast. And that's why a lot of people say, it's like, hey, we feel you when you when you do those calls, when you share those calls. It's like, hey, man, I'm a member of the Raider Nation. I'm out there with them. I'm feeling what they're feeling. So put it out there on the broadcast that way. So come on out, Hondo. All right, I'm going to go with you. Next, I'm going to – I'll call you. I'll text you before next game, and I'll walk around with you. We're, we're going to do a story early, on the people. Though. This last game, Hondo – Folks, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was because the it was a Sunday after Thanksgiving, but they were slow. They didn't get to get out there early. So I tell Raider Nation, if you're coming out to Vegas for a game, the tailgates open four hours before the game. So this next game's what at one o'clock? So nine a.m. Be there. Be there early. If you're at a hotel, get there early. Wake up early. I know it's tough in Vegas, right? But wake up early. And I'm going with you. All right, couple more questions. I'm going to let you go. I have said that whatever Mark Davis chooses to do is his choice. It's not my job as a media member to tell him what he should do. I'm I'm rooting for AP, but whatever Mark decides is his decision. It's his team. But I do believe it's going to be a legacy-defining decision, whatever he does. He gets the team here. Get them a new stadium, the best practice facility, the best stadium in all of the National Football League. He couldn't control the Gruden emails. This was a decision he made with Josh, his decision. But to me, this is a legacy defining. Do you agree or disagree with that? Absolutely, Hondo. I mean, he wants to win. Nobody wants mm -hmm. to win then Mark Davis wants to win. He wants to get his first Super Bowl as the owner of the Silver and Black. He wants this team to be up there. And look, you look over at Al Davis. What was his passion? Football. That was the only thing he cared about. And Mark Davis right now, what's the only thing he cares about? Winning for the Raiders. He won with the Aces already. He wants to be a part of that movement with women's basketball and help that league grow. He enjoys it, but his baby, the one that he has had since his father passed away, has been the Raiders, and he wants to continue the legacy of his father. And he wanted to win the moment that he hired John Gruden. He wanted to win the moment that he hired uh, Josh McDaniels, and he's going to want to win the moment that he hires the next head coach. But it has been 
40 years since the Raiders has won a Super Bowl. That needs to change. And now they're in a new home. If they want to take over the Vegas market, there's no better way than becoming a consistent contender to be someone that's always fighting. Look over at the Chiefs. They've played in three out of the last four Super Bowls. They've won two of them. That's why you see so many of their fans just going crazy all over the place because they're winners and they're able to show off all that swag and be like, hey, we beat you guys. I was at a party the night before the game. Shout out to the Black Hole. And a, a fan came over and he's like, hey, we own you guys. I was like, man, five years ago, you didn't even wear Chiefs gear. And I'm pretty sure that was the case or he wouldn't even go out there and enjoy his team. Raider Nation, it has been four decades since the last time they won a Super Bowl. So the Raider Nation, they're always out there representing. They're always doing out there their thing. Win, lose, or tie, Raider Nation till we die. So the Raider Nation, they're out there and supporting. Can you imagine now if they win a Super Bowl? So definitely, this is a career-defining moment, this next hire, because the Raiders, the Raider Nation, winning is everything. And we got to change the 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 future can't be what's the what's the most important part. It's the present. The Raiders need to be right now a team that's contending. So let's hope that the present becomes the most important part for the silver and black. You just said something that blew my mind. So you're at a black hole party. Shout out to my guy, Cisco Ortega. You're at a black hole party. And there was a chief fan there. Yeah. He tried to bump my my arm, and I was like, I saw the moment that he was walking into that bar, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stand here tall, and I ain't going to move. And he tried to bump into me, and I was like, hey, I, I was like, I saw all the Raider fans next to me. I was like, nothing's going to happen here. But he's, he tried to be all rough and everything. I was like, nope, not happening. Trying to be rough at a black hole party when you're not a matter of, when you're not a part of the black hole is not wise exactly so it is what it oh my is. god we had fun That's we had hilarious. all right so listen last thing i want to talk to you about and i think the fun of football has been returned i like you don't have an ill word to say about josh mcdaniels the person um i liked him as a human being thought he was a good man great father i don't think he was an arrogant schmuck like he was in Denver. Um, I I certainly think he was so focused in on the process that he didn't see the, the, the tree for the woods. And I think there were some things he was clueless on. But I love that the fun of football has returned. And I was talking to Max about this, but I don't have an issue with the cigars in the locker room after wins. This You're supposed to celebrate these wins. <laughs> What I thought was hilarious was the last win at home. I'm trying to remember who that was. Was it maybe I think it was the Giants? Yeah, it was the Giants. The Jets game. Jets game. Fans were lighting up victory cigars in the stands. I didn't see it. I was down in the basement, but I think it was Willie Ramirez from the AP that reported. And when I asked uh, Max about it, he goes, I love it. That's what I love. Years ago, Matt Millen is a dear friend of mine. And year, years ago, I was a beat reporter covering the Lions. And Matt Millen said something on my TV show that I'll never forget. He said, because we, him and I were talking between commercial breaks about the Raiders. And he said to me, every other fan base in the NFL thinks they're part of the team. He said, but the, Ra the Raiders is the only team where the players think 
the fans are part of the team. I thought that was one of the best quotes I've ever heard in my life. I love that uh, esprit de corps, that commonality. Now the fans are going to light up the cigars. I, I just think it's fun, and I think it it's what makes Raider Nation Raider Nation. Are, are you agreeing with me or not? No, man. Raider Nation, they are the heartbeat of this team. Raider Nation, they're there. Game in, game out. And I'm going to give a quick shout out to a buddy of mine, uh, Brian, from All In Autumn Win. He has a YouTube channel. He travels to every single Raiders game. He's from L.A. Last year, he traveled to every regular season game, all 17 games. He's doing the same this year. And I love watching his channel because he goes to the pregame parties the night before. He goes to the game. He records at the tailgate. He puts the spotlight on the Raider Nation. And that's what... I I was I've I've always been a Raider fan, but I remember going to my first Raider game and just having a blast at the tailgate with my uncle Panda and being like, "This is awesome." My first game was in San Diego, and he was like, "If you love this, let's go to Oakland next week." We went to Oakland the following week. Man, I was a fan. My fandom just went to another level, and that was always me. I would get to Oakland to the tailgates at eight in the morning, and I would party all day long until the end of the day with Raider Nation. And I was like, "Hey, you know what?" This is completely different. I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Laker fan. And I love my teams. But the Raiders, man, the Raider Nation, it's just on another level. And they are the heartbeat of this team. Look, the reality is players come and go. Coaches come and go. Front office folks come and go. Commentators, they come and go. The fans, they always stay. And Raider Nation, they have a loyalty second to none. They've been with this team through thick and thin, thin through wins, through losses. And I can't wait for the moment that the Raiders win a Super Bowl. And I hope I get to call it, Hondo. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. What was your uncle's name again? So his name is George. His nickname is Panda, like a panda bear, because he's a big dude. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, let me tell you, I'm trying to learn Spanish, and it's not going well for me. Because the people who are native Spanish talkers like yourself speak so, – I mean, when you speak English, you speak slow. It's so fast. It's so hard for me to pick up. Any tips? Hablamos un poquito rápido en español, pero necesitas empezar a escuchar a la gente en español hablar un poquito más seguido. You got to start listening to folks speaking Spanish a little bit faster. So I'll, I'll suggest you to watch some telenovelas on Univision or Telemundo so the hearing becomes a little bit more consistent for you, Hondo. So check out some novelas. That will help. I got to tell you, I love watching it when I see reels or TikToks of you calling the game. I even texted you before. I just love it. You get so excited and you speak a million miles an hour. It's just fun. Harry, I, I'm not a fan, although I care about the team. I want them to do well. They're good people. What a great bunch of people in this organization. I want them to do well. And But you are a friend, a dear friend, and I just love you dearly. And I love the way you do your job. You're so good at it. Once again, thanks for joining us, my friend. Of course, Ando. We'll be here, brother. Thank you so much for the invite, and hope to see you out there soon next week in, in Vegas. He is the great Harry Ruiz, the Spanish voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, and I'm Hondo Carpenter. Merry Christmas to all of you, or Feliz Navidad. And I'm with Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.